0: If you could multiply something 50 times, what would that something be? Milkshakes? Minutes in the day? How about money? The Virginia Lottery's 50 times the money scratcher gives you 25 chances to win on each ticket. You could win up to $3 million playing 50 times the money. Yeah, multiplying money sounds like fun. No offense to milkshakes. Virginia Lottery Scratchers. Everyday wins. Visit a lottery retailer near you. For odds and more information, visit valottery.com.
1: Welcome back to the Binge Boys podcast, everyone. It's the Logan and Mitch show today. What up, Mitch? What up, what up? What's going on, my dude? <laughs> All right, we're back for the Binge Boys. This is episode 172. We're here on this lovely Monday evening. Uh, and, and we're about to get into it. We got a good show today. Shouts to Matt. Had to take out had to take care of some family things and some personal things tonight. All good. We, uh, we'll we miss you, but we'll see you next week. But uh, well, we got Logan and Mitch tonight. Before we get into it, guys, Binge Boys podcast on Instagram. Just follow along for the ride. Everything gets posted there. Diving into some video content now. I posted our first, like, I think we teased it a little bit, um, kind of a little highlights reel kind of of our headlines that we do at the beginning of each episode, uh, kind of making a little IGTV segment out of that. Make that a weekly thing. Those will come out probably every... I posted it on Saturday, but I mean, that seems a little too far off, still a little too far closer to the... Um, yeah, to the next episode, so maybe we'll put them out Wednesdays or Fridays or, or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll work with it, but go follow along for some For some fun stuff, the reviews, the updates, whatever, follow along on the IG. And uh, we got a lot to get into today, so we might as well just dive right in. Only a few headlines today. I'll go for them, go through them ASAP. Uh, Number one, ESPN, well, I'm sorry, EA Sports announced that they are rebooting its college football game series for next generation consoles ncaa football is coming back
2: yes yes it is
1: i know a lot of people have been asking for about this for a long time um the game has been in a hiatus since 2014 from ncaa football 14 where uh at the time michigan quarterback denard robinson appeared on the cover and uh, there's no information about what the game will look like, how it will be, what it will play like, and when it's available. But it is coming back to consoles, and that's all we know at the moment. Next up, Jeff Bezos announced last week that uh, he's stepping down as the Am- Amazon CEO Andy Jassy to take over in quarter three of two thousand in 21 says bezos will stay engaged in important amazon projects but will have more time to focus on the bezos earth fund his blue origin spaceship company uh the washington post and the amazon day one fund uh andy jassy joined amazon in 1997 and has led amazon's web services cloud team since its inception and uh and yeah that's that's pretty much the uh the information there. Um, Bezos is 57. He founded Amazon in 94 and has since morphed the one, at one time online bookseller into a mega retailer with global reach in slew of, few of different categories from gadgets to groceries to streaming. Amazon surpassed one trillion dollars market cap under Bezos leadership in January of last year. Amazon is now worth more than one point six trillion dollars. Uh easy. That's a lot of money, and uh, I guess we'll see uh, what it's like under new leadership. I doubt anything will change. Uh, It's just a new uh, face for the board meetings. Um, Moving on. This weekend, Willem Dafoe was spotted on the set of Spider-Man 3. That's pretty much all we got. It's just more leaning into the whole multiverse possibility. Um, The news literally to the fact that Willem Dafoe was spotted in Atlanta this weekend on the set of Spider Man 3. So there you go. <laughs> More Spider Man news. And finally, leaning into the Spider Man, Keanu Reeves was offered the role for Craven the Hunter in a Sony spin off movie, kind of like Venom you know sony did a spin-off movie for venom um they 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 did one still waiting for morbius and uh looks like craven the hunter is next and it says here that keanu reeves has been officially offered the role um which is very interesting uh craven the hunter for those of you who don't know is a significant player in the world of spider-man craven is a big game hunter who gains superhuman strength speed and senses after drinking a mysterious potion to prove he is the greatest hunter globally craven makes it his mission to hunt down spider-man so again no news no nothing uh we just know that sony has offered uh him the role The studio says that they are going for a mashup between Logan and Man on Fire in terms of tone for the movie. Very interesting. Um, So we'll we'll see. Oh, also funny. The Matrix actor has been linked to other Marvel projects, including the role of yon Rog in Captain Marvel, the role that eventually went to Jude Law. He was offered that role as well. He was also uh, wanted for Moon Knight, but uh, that didn't happen. So we will just see what comes of this when it's uh, when it's time, I guess. And uh, I, I, that's that. Those are the headlines for the day. I guess we can straight up move on to uh, a little bit of news, but also big enough to be an entire segment. We got the Golden Globe nominations. 2021 Golden Globes uh award show that happens every year historically Ricky Gervais has hosted and made has always made people quite uncomfortable with his op- his uh, opening monologues and his super rude and just real also just jokes that he tells um i i, I don't know if it's been announced if he's hosting this year again but um, I, I kind of hope so, because he's just comedy uh, at its finest. So, um, so yeah, we'll see about that. But in the meantime, we've got the nominations, and I think we'll just go through this as we kind of have in the past, and kind of just rattle off some categories and um, some of the main categories, that is, and kind of just predict what we think's going to happen, what we want to happen, whatever. So, starting it off right away, Mitch, we got best motion picture drama nominations here are the father mank nomadland uh promising young woman and the trial of chicago 7 i I don't know about you but uh i haven't heard of any of these except for the trial of chicago 7 are you in the same boat or have you heard of some of these
2: um i have heard of mank that's a netflix movie haven't seen it um but yeah, that and The Charles of Chicago 7 are the only two that stand out. Both are yeah. Netflix movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: don't know if I feel qualified enough to say what I think is going to get it, considering I haven't seen the other ones. But, yeah. but I guess we can just move on to the next one. Uh, best performance by an actress in a motion picture. We got Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom andra day in the united states versus billy holiday vanessa kirby in pieces of a woman francis mcdormand in nomadland and carrie mulligan in promising young women uh, again uh i don't think i've seen any of those movies so i, I don't uh
2: yeah yeah I haven't seen any of the movies but the actresses are really good so happy to see who wins that uh
1: yeah. yeah. Um, next up, best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Riz Ahmed in The Sound of Metal. Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins in The Father. Gary Oldman in Mank. Tahar Rahim in The Mauritianian. I Mar- I don't know how to say that. Um, do you think that Chadwick Boseman gets this award, Mitch, just because he's deceased? Um, a lot, a lot honest, of people... that
2: i I don't i don't know i don't i mean i would i wouldn't disagree um but once again like i haven't seen any of these movies uh apparent i have heard of this sound of metal movie uh with rez ahmed uh that's supposed to be pretty good um but yeah i haven't haven't seen any of the movies so i don't really know like per, based on performance like whether or not uh who would who would be the best person to pick there but yeah i, I would if they pick Chadwick Boseman i mean i'm sure he'd perform like his his acting performance in uh Ma Rainey's Black Bottom uh is actually pretty good so i think that was the last movie that he's that he's done i don't think he's going to be in any more movies uh coming out so i mean obviously god i feel like an asshole now <laughs> I, just pre- I didn't preface the way that i said that i kind of spoke it before like hearing how it would sound but uh yeah like i mean obviously uh like w- what's the term for it uh like if you receive uh, uh an order, oh yeah
1: uh, uh post-mortem post mortem post postmortem mortem
2: or is it post partum maybe
1: something like that one something, of them one of
2: them uh <laughs> like to get i'm just rambling at this point i i'm rooting for chadwick to get it obviously yeah. okay um
1: we got best motion picture musical or comedy we got uh, very interesting nominees this year all around we got Borat subsequent movie film sorry Borat subsequent movie film Um which why was that nominated I, I don't know
2: Uh Hamilton comedy yeah but best motion picture in a musical or comedy I mean if you think about it what other comedies have come out that's true I mean Palm Springs is on this list as well. Um, That was a pretty good comedy. Uh, I think Hamilton's going to take this one easily. Uh, Which I got a bone to pick with this. I got a
1: bone to pick with it. I do. Why? Uh, Hamilton should not be nominated for this. Why? because, Because Hamilton is a live production. They just filmed it and put it on Disney Plus, and it, now it gets nominated.
2: Well, I mean, it, it's the same as uh, it'd be the same as when like Les Mis, uh, Les Misérables, uh, that movie came out. Those were technically all live performances, like within the f- film. So, yeah, I but mean, like,
1: but at least with Les Mis, it was an actual thing. film. This is just them taping a recording of
2: Hamilton, but it, you don't. It, the way that they shot the 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 play is makes it a film. Sure, sure, I can see that because I mean, it's not like when you go to see a play or whatever, you're sitting in the balcony or, or seating or whatever and watching it just straight on. Whereas, like this was actually like they actually had some camera work filming like. Different types of uh, like they were, it, there was movement in the camera work. It wasn't just a camera propped in front of the stage and them doing Hamilton.
1: Yeah, true, true. Uh, music, which I hadn't heard of, and The Prom, which was on Netflix, which I'm very surprised got nominated. It was just okay. But then again, like you just said, like what other stuff has come out this year? It's kind of yeah. hard for them to yeah. nominate it stuff. Um I won't really m- hammer this in best performance by an actor in motion picture musical or comedy we got pretty much the same nominees <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat, James Corden The Prom, Lin Manuel Miranda Hamilton, I think he'll probably take that. Um Dev Patel The Personal History of David Copperfield and Andy Samberg Palm Springs. I think Lynn Manuel will take that one, but I think Andy Samberg is a close second. I really liked uh, Palm Springs.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree.
1: Um, best motion picture animated movie. We got The Croods 2, Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, Wolf Walkers. Um I I you gotta think Soul will take it, right? Maybe I don't think Onward will, but if anything, Soul.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't seen Onward, but I, I would I would be rooting for Soul on uh, that category. But I, I know that Onward's supposed to be pretty a pretty good movie. So
1: yeah, that'll
2: yeah, be, that'll be interesting.
1: All right, for TV wise, uh, best TV series drama, we got The Crown on Netflix, Lovecraft Country on HBO Max. Ozark on Netflix, Ratchet on Netflix, and The Mandalorian Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Netflix. Oh, so there's. I wonder how it's going to be this year. Um, just every nominee in this category is on a streaming platform.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. pretty
1: crazy, actually. Um, Best Performance by an Actress in a TV Series Drama: Olivia Coleman, The Crown; Jodie Comer, Killing Eve; Emma Corrin, The Crown. Laura Linney, Ozark, Sarah Paulson, Ratched. Um, best performance by an actor in a TV series. Jason Bateman, Ozark, Josh O'Connor, The Crown, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, Al Pacino, Hunters, and Matthew Rise, Perry Mason. It's good to see that uh, Bob Odenkirk is getting recognized for, for his work in Better Call Saul.
2: Yeah, for sure
1: um best tv series musical or comedy emily in paris on netflix which i hear that a lot of people are surprised and angry that emily in paris got nominated because it was critically like not a good show (laughs) i didn't watch it did you no um the flight attendant hbo max i watched that that's that was pretty solid um i haven't seen that the Great on Hulu. Haven't seen that. Uh, Schitt's Creek, awesome. I hope that takes it. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm for. Te- and then Ted Lasso, Apple TV, Apple TV Plus. I, 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 between Schitt's Creek and Ted Lasso, is, is where my vote goes on that. Um, yeah, I, I never. I guess I maybe could have read these nominees beforehand and decided whether to look at them or not because they're honestly kind of like not good (laughs) because just the lack of content we got this year
2: yeah i i'm surprised and there's some other stuff that like i mean granted like there was some stuff that i saw last year or whatever that is not anywhere close to being on this list that that i would have thought would have made it wow look at this um
1: Netflix received twenty-two nominations this year, and the and the runner and the runner-up for nominations was Amazon Studios with seven.
2: Streaming N- man, it's the future.
1: Sure is the
2: future. The future.
1: Um, The Crown received the most amount of nominations for TV with six. Uh, the movie that received the most was mank uh, yeah that's pretty that's pretty wild um, so yeah there's some some of the main uh, Golden Globe nominations the Golden Globes 78th annual um, airs um, on February 28th so we will sum that up. Uh, when that comes along and it says Tina Faye and Amy Poehler are hosting together. So t- we will probably see some, uh, some good comedy there. So that's exciting. Um, okay. I was trying to see if they had anything else going on, but no, that's pretty much it. Yeah. 78th annual Golden Globes, February 28th. Tune in. Um, Mitch, last night, uh last night was the Super Bowl. Yes, it was. Did you watch the Super Bowl? I did I did. <laughs> uh
2: what did you think of the Super Bowl last night? Um, well, the game kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was I was pulling for Kansas City, man, young Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And I had to root for the kid against uh, you know, the GOAT Tom Brady, but Tom Brady, man, he gets it done. No matter what team he's on, he gets it done. That was a, uh, it was a rough game to watch. Like as a football fan, like just from a game standpoint. I mean, you had one team just controlling most of the, controlling most of the game. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty rough. What what were your thoughts on, on how? Yeah. It went?
1: I think we share the same sentiment. I mean, I I think a lot of people, including myself, was pulling for Kansas City, young Mahomes. I I wanted him to run it back from last year and win it again. Um, Obviously not a huge sports fan, but I know enough that I just don't like Tom Brady. I mean, he's the GOAT, but
2: I'm tired of seeing him win, man. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing him in the Super Bowl, man. This is his 10th appearance. That's
1: and the it's fact that him and Gronk ridiculous. like Gronk scored the first two touchdowns i was like come on man like <laughs> come, like this is bullshit like exactly you you know they're just having a ball out there no pun intended like they're having fun yeah. like
2: but yeah they they fucking got it done man it was it was wild I, I i put some money down on that game and let me just tell you tell you what I lost some money on that game. I, uh,
1: what'd you think of our halftime performance
2: by the weekend? Oh man. I thought it was really good. I, I enjoyed it. I thought that, uh, that it was really cool. Um, obviously I'm a fan of the weekend and his music. So I didn't have a problem with like the songs that he chose. I thought were like the mashups of it were really good. And, um, like the performance itself, I thought was pretty cool, uh, how they went from, you know, being at one end of the stadium and then like working that for most of the gig and then ending up like going on the field and doing the whole field thing. I thought it was pretty cool with all the people. Uh, the choreography was really cool. Uh, and when he was in the room with the mirrors, that shit was tripping me out. Like that was I was like not expecting that at all. And then he's like still performing while like trying to find his way through this like mirror maze. and it's just like pretty ridiculous like to think like because I, I also was like trying to think like he put seven million of his own money yeah. into that into that halftime show. So I was like trying to think like, man, what did he spend $7 million on? And I just started to think like, well, maybe he didn't uh, get like enough funding for all of the people that he had involved. Like besides like bringing in a second artist or something, he had a lot of like dancers and singers and musicians or whatever that uh, maybe that's where he put a lot of the extra money in. To, to being able to do some of that but uh, but yeah, yeah I thought it was really good uh, what are your thoughts on that performance?
1: Uh, I think it's one of the best Super Bowl halftime shows we've gotten in a long time yeah um, maybe maybe I'm biased like you because like I'm a big fan of the weekend and every song he played I was just like yes yes, yes. <laughs> Um I particularly I know it's not a popular opinion, but I love the album Starboy. So when he did Starboy and I feel it coming, I got so excited. I was almost hoping that he was gonna bring out Daft Punk to be there with him. Yeah, but um, just, cool. just because cool. it's such a big stage, and I think it's also the first Super Bowl that we've gotten in a while where the halftime performer didn't bring out a special guest. Like he was just straight up by himself.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's been a or like, I'm trying to think like to the other halftime performances, and most of them just aren't as memorable. Like last year was, uh, Shakira, right?
1: Yeah, JLo Lo and Shakira.
2: J Lo and Shakira. See, I completely forgot JLo Lo was a part of it. I just remembered the Shakira Shakira. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just remember that meme. So like with this, I felt like uh, like this performance was just a really solid performance that I'm, I'm kind of glad he didn't bring out anybody else. Because it's like people will just remember like, oh, yeah, it was just him, the whole the whole pr- performance. And I mean, I thought it was really good. Definitely agreed that uh, it was one of the better ones of the past. Definitely like 10 years for sure most memorable
1: yeah i thought the choreography was awesome like the shot of him like running down onto the field the dancers are on both sides of him and he's like running down the middle with his arms up in the air like this i was like that's awesome that's an awesome shot yeah um, some of
2: those some of those camera shots uh were like really up close and personal too of him and then like when he was on the field it was like all panned out and like you just saw like the scope of how many people were on the field and i thought it was really cool yeah
1: and the fact that they were able to find a way to incorporate all of the dancers wearing masks yeah to where it didn't look forced like it made sense based on like the like their faces were wrapped because of his whole like face surgery like thing like
2: it, yeah it just I- I've been trying to follow along with what that's, like, about. Is that, like, has to do... Is that aside from, like, what his album's about, or... It it might be a combination of the two. as much, I feel like. But I I don't know. Like, that whole thing is, like, pretty weird and strange.
1: He's kind of creepy looking with that face surgery,
2: but, like, did he get
1: face surgery because his face looked fine
2: like no I don't think he did I think he just did that like prosthetics for the music video
1: oh I thought he got real surgery because I'm a dumb dumb
2: <laughs> no I, I I was thinking that but then uh, he had that like other Pepsi commercial and mm. he was fine like he looked normal and then obviously the halftime show he looked like normal I don't think he got face like plastic surgery or whatever but good <laughs> yeah, the um, whole thing was weird yeah it was
1: weird but it was awesome it, it made me want to just jam the weekend all day today <laughs> uh what'd you think of our commercial um lineup this year i'll i'll, I'll say straight up that uh it was kind of weak um I, there yes. was a few like to coming to mind the two that come to mind immediately are the ashton kutcher and mila kunis cheeto commercial i thought that that was was pretty funny with shaggy um (laughs) and i really liked the state farm commercial where paul rudd and drake were in it where yeah that was
2: pretty good one that
1: was funny uh unless i'm forgetting one uh i liked dan levy's m&m commercial that was one of the first ones i think I don't remember that one. It was very brief. Dan Levy wasn't even like a huge part of it. He was just like the last scene of the commercial, but it was okay. I mean, what what do you think?
2: Um, yeah, I definitely agree that it was very uh like kind of like they weren't as memorable. Um, but the one that I thought was really funny was the Alexa commercial. I missed that one. With uh, I feel like they played it a couple of times, but it's uh with Michael B. Jor- Jordan, and uh, <laughs> this woman uh is like talking to her Alexa, and it's Michael B. J- Michael B. Jordan's her Alexa, and she's like sexualizing it and like <laughs> like having it like read her like she was in like the bathtub, and she's like. Alexa, read me my next, like, the next book or whatever. And or read me, like, from this part in this book. And uh, every time she, like, starts, like, sexualizing the Alexa, and Michael B. Jordan will be, like, t- telling her stuff, like, news updates and, like, w- reading her book to her or whatever. Her husband just comes in and, like, is, like, what, what what's going on? Like, like, like uh it's just it's just yeah i thought it was pretty funny it was the one only one that i really like chuckled at uh because it was like i don't know i just caught it it caught me off guard that uh that amazon would be doing that kind of a commercial or for their Mm -hmm. alexa so
1: yeah i i think it also kind of goes in with like the fact that as we say that the the uh, the commercials were kind of lackluster i felt the same way about like hollywood promotion then again like you know you think that like covid has probably had a little bit to do with the fact that there were not as many productions this year and not as many films are releasing this year but like out of the trailers that dropped i was very much so underwhelmed from like especially in the disney department like we got a trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which uh, which was awesome, I think. Uh, yeah. And then there was they, they released a trailer for their animated movie Raya and the Last Dragon. And that's coming out on Disney Plus in a couple weeks. But like with Premiere access, I'm pretty sure. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to be making that investment because I'm not. Did you just spill? <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> um they just i don't know that and then you get a commercial for fast and furious 9 which was very brief but also just kind of cool to see a spot for that but other than that like nothing crazy they did coming to america too uh i don't know i was very underwhelmed with the trailers at this super bowl and that's one of the things that i most often look forward to what
0: about you
2: yeah uh they there was also that uh trailer for the m night Shyamalan movie yes i thought it was pretty interesting uh an interesting trailer um, but yeah i was uh i was definitely i agree totally that i look forward to the trailers as well and there wasn't really much to uh to you know feast on this super Bowl and Maybe that has to do with uh COVID and them not re- like companies not releasing a whole lot of movies or like I was hoping we were gonna get like a trailer that hadn't been talked about at all, like uh Yeah, like a surprise. Surprise Disney trailer, maybe, you know, like you know, Spider Man, Spider Man trailer, they could finally drop that Spider Man trailer.
1: I was really hoping for that.
2: Um but uh Yeah, it was uh, definitely rough when it came to uh, trailers and commercials and even the game. The game, I think everybody was expecting the game to be, uh, you know, a high-scoring, back-and-forth style of game, and it turns out to just be a blowout. And, Yeah, yeah, man, it was rough.
1: It was a it was just kind of a lackluster if it wasn't for the weekend it was just kind yeah. of a lackluster Super Bowl. Yeah. But uh but what would you guys think about the Super Bowl? If, if you uh if you liked it, if you were actually entertained with the commercials and the subject matter, uh comment on the Instagram posts when the when this episode drops. Let us know that you actually enjoyed the Super Bowl. I don't think anybody really did, like, unless you were a Tom Brady stan. Like my brother loved the Super Bowl because he got to see the Goat win again. Um but other than that, like we could get right ahead into uh to Malcolm and Marie. Mitch, did you watch Malcolm and Marie?
2: I did watch Malcolm and Marie and let me just tell you, 5 out of 5. Really. A 5 out of 5 for me. Um I could go into like in like, I don't know how in-depth you want to go in to this movie, but uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's it's almost like I really enjoyed it, but it was also really hard to watch. Like, it was a hard-to-watch movie, but it was also just... I just, like, taking a step back and, and thinking about how, uh, like the perspective of man, these two actors are just killing it right now. And just, they did so good. Like the acting is so good in this movie. It's just a back and forth, like a quick premise of the movie is essentially these two characters, Malcolm and Marie. They're like, uh, they're, they're a dating couple um john david washington plays malcolm uh zendaya plays murray and it's essentially just them uh malcolm is a writer a screenwriter and they are coming back from i guess an award not an award show but a premiere um of his new movie and the whole entire m- hour and 45 minutes i think is the run time yeah um is them just having a back and forth them you know fighting and bickering not fighting and and you know almost uh you know getting it on at some point and then back to fighting and then it's just a lot of dialogue and it's just a character drama movie which The writer and director of this film is Sam Levinson, who uh, writes and directs uh, Euphoria, which I think I talked about this last week, Um, that uh, basically, uh, yeah, he uh, knows what he's doing when it comes to these character dramas, man. Uh, I have, like, the writing involved in this, I would imagine, is very extensive, but it it felt like real, like there was just a lot of real tension in in this movie, and uh, just solid acting. I, I mean, I I don't even know what else to say really, other other than that. Uh, it was just really cool. I love the fact that it's like in black and white and kind of grainy. Um, I felt like I needed to be watching this on like an old style crt tv or something like uh because there's a lot of green on the foot on the film footage and the color palette of the the black and white and uh the way that some of the style shots are are in the film are are really uh like beautifully shot so the cinematography was really good too and um yeah man uh what what are your some of your thoughts? I want to hear what you have to say before I make any other comments about this film because I could ramble on.
1: Yeah, I was I knew that you would uh absolutely stand this movie, considering it was made by the Euphoria crew, Zendaya. Um so I'll I'll say this. Uh trying to compartmentalize my thoughts so that I'm not so that I don't like go all over the place, but okay. So I gave the movie a a three out of five for the reason, okay, I've already failed. (laughs) The movie is absolutely brilliant in an artistic way. Like the way it's shot is beautiful. The black and white. Catherine brought up a really good point that they almost made it black and white so that you don't focus on anything else that you are just drawn to the characters because if this was not black and white, I feel like I would be looking around or looking for something else, but the no, there's there it's black and white and there's not like literally the John David Washington and Zendaya uh, are are the only two cast members in this movie also kid cuddy is a producer of this on this movie which is wow. pretty cool to 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 uh, to think about um I, I just see that just on the uh, the credits here but um yeah man so artistic wise this movie is brilliant but just in terms of like like a movie like to me, like Mitch made a really good point at the beginning saying that it's kind of hard to watch, but in a way that it just makes you uncomfortable. Like I almost felt like I shouldn't be watching them argue like this. Um, Cause uh, spoiler alert, the whole movie is this couple arguing slash loving each other slash arguing. They have a very toxic relationship. They're clearly not good for each other.
2: Um, they have, Or maybe, or maybe you can make the argument that they are good for each other. I was going to say, like, you could do this, like you could make the argument that they are good for each other because there's some moments in the movie where, where layers are unraveled, um, that, you know, explain a little bit more about like, because at first I'm like, man, John David Washington's character is just a dick, man. Like like he I didn't like his character at first but then like as it goes on like you realize like oh shit he's actually like he's helped he's helped her through a shitload of stuff and he's been there with her side by side and then at the same time you know like he it's like he knows he thinks he knows what's good for Zendaya's character but then he he like goes off and just fucks it up like he he fucks it up like and then realizes that and then is like like it's it is not a good relationship to be in i would i would say but uh sh- i mean
1: shit dude like yeah so i'll go out on a whim here and say that john david wash this is going to be a hot and heavy take John David Washington's performance in this movie is better than his dad has ever done in any movie ever. I'll say it. John David Washington's performance in this is better than any Denzel performance we've ever gotten.
2: I don't think we've ever gotten as serious of a performance from Denzel. Like, this movie was so damn, like, real it's just real. It's it's not yeah. even
1: dark. It's just real. Yeah. And it, I think I, I watched a review this morning that said the same thing that I'm about to say. I think it's, it's pretty obvious that Zendaya is one of the best actresses. That's, uh, the, of our generation. Like she's going to go down in, in however many years as one of the best actors that we've gotten in our, in our younger generation of actors and actresses. um, I hope both of them are nominated for something, at least something of the movie. Um, I don't know what the cutoff dates are or whatever, because I I really wish it would have made its way into this golden globes. I don't want to like wait all the way until next year's golden globes for this movie to get some recognition. Um, But but you got to think the movie gets nominated. I mean, the, the only reason I gave it a three out of five, be, even though everything I've said about it thus far is, has been outstanding is that it, it's almost taxing to watch. Like after the first 45 minutes, I paused it to go to the bathroom and Catherine and I both were like, we've still got another hour of listening to them fight. And, and, and it, 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 in my head, you can only watch them fight for so long because each time that they fought, they would have a few moments of laughter and joy. And I was like, oh my God, they're so cute. Maybe the movie will move on. But no. And then he comes around the corner and says, what'd you mean by mediocre? Or what did you mean you didn't like the movie? And and, and it just unravels into just shit. <laughs> it just just bitching at each other for so long and to me it was it wasn't annoying it was just like god i hate their relationship like i don't know i i don't have i knew that you were gonna love this movie like watching the movie i was like it's just gonna fucking love it because it's just like the euphoria episode that we've gotten it's just analog yeah. acting and yeah. if anything I was just the whole time in awe that they memorized their lines to the level that they did. Cause it's one shot. It's one take like the movie cuts between scenes, but when they're just rambling and rambling to each other, like it's one take, it's absolutely incredible. (laughs) But (laughs) the only reason I give it a three out of five is because of my, my like, Rewatchability and my yeah. like entertainment value because in my opinion it's not entertainment;
2: it's something else that I don't I mean, know. Like, how to call it. You it's know what I'm like, trying to say? Yeah, I I get what you're trying to say because like I from a watch a rewatchability standpoint, I don't ever see myself going back and rewatching this like on a whim, like, or if it's on TV or something, like, I don't see that happening. But there's also a part of me that's like, if I want to, like, feel something that I can't get in a movie that, like, there's a feeling, I feel like, that is within those types of movies that are these strong character drama type of uh, type of movies that it's like you can't get that anywhere else like it felt it felt so real that it was like I don't know I don't know I don't know how to, how to describe what I'm trying to explain but I don't um, think
1: you can it, it's just one of those things that's just it's
2: it's an impressive ass movie it's, yeah, it's it's definitely uh something that if it doesn't get nominated for awards, I don't know what the hell is up, but um Yeah, man, it was I mean, shit, I might have to rewatch that movie just to cuz some of the there's some scenes in there where it's like she Zendaya has that whole moment where she like says she like comes out with a knife or whatever. Yes. And, and is like threatened, like she, and says, she's like offer antidepressants and like says she hasn't been good. And like everything that takes place in the movie happens. Like you would think that it happens over this course of a couple of days. It happens in one night the amount of like stuff that happens in a couple of hours, it sh- just shows like how up and down in the ebbs and flows of life can really be when you, ah, oh, shit, I just lost my whole train of thought. But like, <laughs> it's essentially like what I'm trying to say is, is to to try and sum it up is, um, you know, the ebbs and flows of, of this, journey on this in this movie is so rap like it's such a radical change that by the end what you think may happen uh like you know she like i kept thinking like you know why is she with him still and it's yeah. because she's with him why is he with her when he could be with anybody else it's because he needs her and it's the same Think like that's conflicting uh, battle, and you know throughout the entire movie of them fighting over something that happens. He forgets to thank her in his speech before the premiere of the movie, which is the whole reason what what starts the whole fight, and it's kind of like you know that it unravels other layers you know they start fighting harder at at each other picking uh, nitpicking like deep cuts of you know pain and grief and guilt and shame that they talk about the pain in the movie felt just so real that that I think, is the tangible part that, like, you know, when watching a movie, a character drama movie like that, that you can't, you want to be able to feel that kind of, something like along those lines of feelings that are, that you may not always get to feel uh, elsewhere. But when watching somebody else go through it, maybe that is like i don't know man it was so da- they were, it was so damn good 5 out of 5 go okay. watch if if you haven't already hopefully they get a lot of awards for it and obviously stay up to date on what he's
1: yeah i completely agree so to end today's episode we are going to as always talk about WandaVision episode or the next episode of WandaVision and this week we have a doozy this week we've got WandaVision episode five which is called um, this is the most uh, ambitious episode of WandaVision we've gotten thus far and uh, you know what it was kick-ass we we have a lot to unpack here and we could probably spend another hour just talking about this So i'll do my best to or we'll do our best to just you know kind of do what we can in in a few minutes but um i'll I'll just go ahead and say it quicksilver and not just any quicksilver evan peters quicksilver
2: uh you know uh this episode was actually uh really good another solid episode um yeah evan peters man that's gonna be so interesting how they're bringing that in to the fold of this you know the mcu like because they even like they even break the cast pietro and i'm just thinking to myself like how how is this gonna work like are they bringing in mutants or is it just going to be it's almost
1: like Mitch's internet is great for the first 45 minutes of the episode. But then once it's time for us to discuss WandaVision, uh, I lose him. So we'll kind of just dive into the little pieces of, uh, of the episode. A few things that I caught, um, like uh, number one, when, sh- when uh sword sends in the drone to uh to to check out wanda when you when wanda pulls the drone out of uh out of westview and brings out and throws it back in sword's face um if you pause it uh you can see a stark industries logo on the uh, on the uh on the on the body of the drone and a lot of people are speculating that that you know, Wanda's whole story started in Age of Ultron with having this hatred towards Tony Stark because the weapons that he created killed her parents. But, uh, and she just maybe was pissed that they sent in a Stark drone to try to kill her. So that kind of comes full circle. Um, another theory here is that uh, these Stark questions could set up the Armor Wars show uh, that is about Don Cheadle's war machine. Uh, follow. It's supposed to follow James Rhodes as he stops Tony Stark's old tech from falling into the wrong hands. That's exactly what this is. Someone was going to use Tony Stark's tech to try to kill somebody, uh, especially someone that considered themselves an ally of Tony Stark at some point. Um, another theory that we got here is about Ultron Uh, do you think uh, there's a possibility that we see Ultron again in this series just because of the the significance that Ultron has with Vision Um, a lot of people are wondering what the hell Sword was doing with Vision's body before Wanda took it it looks like they were doing dangerous experiments with uh, with the tech that Vision provided um, so which which it could is a pretty solid idea as well. Um, uh, we don't know if 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 James Spader would be coming back, but people are apparently just checking his IMDb page every week ch- to see if there's any credit. Um, of course, we got the Infinity Stone, uh, that gave us uh, I, I don't know where that thought i don't know why i said infinity stone um but on but but, you know quicksilver that's what i'm trying to say here evan peters played quicksilver in the x-men franchise made by fox but instead of giving us aaron taylor johnson you know the 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 quicksilver that we got in age of ultron they give us evan peters why there's a lot of uh Theories about why we get Evan Peters, Quicksilver specifically. Um, One popular theory is that they're just using Evan Peters as a nod to the Fox X-Men. Because the rumor was that they were just going to recast the entire X-Men anyway. So just Evan Peters coming in is almost like a nod to the fans saying like, yeah, here's Evan Peters. But I doubt it. I doubt that's the case. There's no way that they're using Evan Peters. It just feels like that would be such a waste to just waste him away just for like a nod. Like, no. I'll be pissed if that's the case. Like, don't give us that. Mitch, what do you think about Evan Peters and Quicksilver?
2: You know, I think that It's a way for them to tie in to the other, to the, you know, X Men movies. It's a way for them to tie them in. And if they are deciding to, I think they, I mean, with the decision of putting Evan Peters in, I think that means that they've decided to go along with the current cast of X Men. So I would imagine that, you know, the future is wide open for whether or not they are going to make uh, other cameo appearances uh, possible for um, X-Men mutants to come into the MCU or vice versa. Um, I think with Deadpool 2 or Deadpool 3, I mean, um, will be an interesting uh, movie to see what kind of Cameos surround that, whether it be MCU cameos or, you know, more X-Men cameos uh, in that movie. But also, I was like starting to think like I had heard like maybe like a week ago or so that um, that there was supposed to be like, you know, this big reveal in WandaVision. And I'm starting to wonder if this was the big reveal, if Evan Peters character of Quicksilver is the big reveal or not. So that's what's really started to confuse me is whether or not there could be another big r- reveal or th- if this is the big reveal just happen- happening, you know, a couple of episodes before the end of this end of the season. So um, I think it's cool for sure. I'm happy to see Evan Peters uh, didn't really like Aaron Taylor Johnson, to be honest, as Quicksilver. I thought it was – at the time, I thought him and Elizabeth Olsen were strange casting, and then they had, like, the strange Russian accents, which was funny. Um, I think Evan Peters is going to be pretty cool. I think he'll be in the next episode for sure. Um, But, yeah, that's pretty much all my thoughts on it, um, on that topic. I I definitely think he's going to have
1: a – A bigger role i don't i hope that they're not just using him as a like a ha ha look at look at us um i'm also wondering the same question you are about uh uh, about the the cameo because she does say that there's a huge cameo now if evan peters was the cameo she's talking about yeah that's huge because nobody saw that coming um I mean, I think we all saw the possibility coming of her brother coming back in some respect. But I think all of us were like, oh, it'll be Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, But the fact that it was Evan Peters um, just raises hella more questions. Um, And the show, actually, I was thinking about this. The show, each episode answers a question, but also raises at least one new question we obviously get Petro and then we get the fact that it's seven Peters. And now we're all asking that question. Like what the hell's up with Evan Peters? Why is it not Aaron Taylor Johnson? I don't think anyone's wishing it was Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think people are more just now wondering what the hell is going on with Evan Peters. Um, In terms of like other plot lines, like, Are you in the camp of still – I know we weren't able to talk to you last week, um, but are you in the camp of thinking that there's somebody else here pulling some strings, or do you think Wanda is going to end up being the bad guy in all of this?
2: You know, I've been thinking about this for a while because I saw on some – something popped up either on my Twitter timeline or Google newsfeed or something but about this, but, uh, it, cause I'm not as familiar with the comics, uh, in, in this, uh, particular instance, but, um, apparently Wanda could be, uh, under a, some sort of, Control by a character named Mephisto, I think. Yeah. Um, I, that's what I've been seeing. Um, now, do I want to believe that that's true? Probably not. I think it would be more interesting to see Wanda being the one controlling everything. I think it would make for her character to be a lot more interesting going forward in mcu but there was a uh, quote in the last episode i think that when they were discovering the uh, bulletproof jeans or clothes or something
1: i think so too i think that we could we could be here for another hour if we want to keep talking about it but i think there's definitely other puppet or puppeteers um at play i i think that Agnes has something to do with it a lot of people are trying to draw parallels between her and a villain in the comics called like I think it's like Agatha the Heartless or something which is a witch and we've gotten previews for future episodes like a Halloween episode where Agnes is also dressed up as a witch so they're almost like making it obvious to us that she has some kind of significance it's almost like she's aware of what's going on because you also had the line in this episode in the very beginning where she like pauses and says like, should we just take it from the top? And like her and vision are both just like bamboozled for us for a split second because, and like, it just goes dead quiet and you like Wanda vision and you, the viewer are just kind of like, what the hell did she just say? Like almost like she's aware that they're in a reality where, They're in a sitcom and Agnes knows it. And she always talks about her husband and her husband is still not to be seen. We've never seen him yet. A lot of people think her husband, quote unquote, is Mephisto or Magnifisto or or whatever. Um, So I think there's a lot going on there. I also um, have seen a lot of people speculating. Mitch, do you remember the line where... Um, gosh I forget her name uh, but the woman who was trapped inside the reality they got thrown out her name is escaping me at the top of my head right now um, but she says like oh there's a, uh, i I'm aware of an aerospace engineer that would love to help out with this or something like that a lot of people are thinking that that aerospace engineer is Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four um and th- that that if you look at the whiteboard that's standing behind her you see like the number four with a circle drawn around it almost like this is the fantastic four we are hinting at um so hell uh w- we'll see monica i think that's her name monica rambo is that right yeah monica that's the character's name um but either way yeah that's uh that was division, uh Episode five, it's only going to get bigger and better than f- from here going forward. I mean, we've already got vision, like starting to question things and kind of you saw that this episode, like him yelling at Wanda, saying, like, you can't control me. I'm starting to catch on to your shit. Like, I I, I got to think something's going to happen here. <laughs> I hope something big happens here. Um, but until then, I think that that was, that was episode 172 uh hope everyone enjoyed it this thursday valentine's day the run through with emily and megan that releases and uh and yeah valentine's day comes out hope everyone has like a, a good valentine's day this weekend and uh i think we'll see you next time bye-bye
0: If you could multiply something 50 times, what would that something be? Milkshakes? Minutes in the day? How about money? The Virginia Lottery's 50 times the money scratcher gives you 25 chances to win on each ticket. You could win up to $3 million playing 50 times the money. Yeah, multiplying money sounds like fun. No offense to milkshakes. Virginia Lottery Scratchers. Everyday wins. Visit a lottery retailer near you. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com.